Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to our show. We have a new name, all new Happy Memorial Day weekend, but I'm going to have Max kind of tune us in to what our new name would be. I understand we've been working on this for a couple of months now, and so finally having a new name is rewarding for us. Keep in mind that this is just for entertainment purposes, as we showed in the description before. Uh, the previous slide before the show started. Um, any of the money that is being invested in the stock market for trading or investment purposes is at your own risk. So be mindful of that as you're getting into the stock market. But Max, why don't you start off start us off with telling us what our name is? Yeah, sure. So it took a while for us to get to this point, but our new name is 3D Traders. 3D Traders. Pick this, 3D Traders, that's right. And the reason we picked this name is because, you know, we're three individuals and we th we trade in three different styles. We see the market in three different ways. And so when you combine all our different perspectives of the market, you're actually getting a 3D perspective of what's happening because we're all interested in different aspects. Exactly. You know, mind blown. Um, we're all different. Well, Patrick uh, doesn't interested. like it. Uh, it well, it's okay. It's good. It's good. Exactly. It it's good. We need a name. So we needed a name. So, you know, we invest in three different directions. We have three different styles. We see the market in three different ways. And when you combine, when you're listening to all our different perspectives of the market, you guys are getting access to a 3D visual of what the market's looking like because we're each bringing different parts and we're helping you guys in your trades. So 3D traders, that's what we're going to go with from now. And we, you know, we hope we provide you guys with tremendous value and we're creating that 3D effect so that you guys get a deeper understanding of the market. So our name still stands clear with to see, feel, know the market. That still stands as a sub subtitle, but now we have something to identify ourselves uh, more appropriately. And I think 3D traders or investors is, is a really good name, but in this case, you're how can how can he not so. be sold by Max's enthusiasm? He, he got me for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, is that what won you over? <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, why don't we get started with the show? How was trading last week? Did we do anything in trading, Max, Patrick? Patrick, you want to go first? Sure. So, um, as usual, every week, I mean, Max is the same thing. We basically have to do adjustments on our positions. So I don't really count those trades, but. Uh, I've talked before about the fact that I really like DraftKings for the future. Right now, I'm not ready to invest in it because, I mean, I was talking with Max about it earlier. Like, the company is losing money and the P-E ratio is horrible. But long term, I believe it has a lot of potential. So for now, I'm just instead of buying shares, I'm just going to do short-term plays on it. And so, for example, this week I sold a put at $27.00. And off, hopefully, like it stays above 27 by the end of this week, and I should collect on that. Aside from that, I did a call on Carnival Cruise Line that didn't really go well. It went down to 12, and then it shot back up, but I had closed my position at that time. You know, uh, that, those are gutsy calls. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, uh, yeah. what you're saying, but those are gutsy calls, and I, I'm not sure that I would do that myself. Um, but I did know someone who timed it actually right, uh, and they invested in airlines. They invested in about four or five airline companies, and they actually made a—they're making a profit off of it. 
it's that cycle, right? It's hard to determine the cycle, especially at a time like this, but go ahead, continue. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, so that's the main trade. Aside from that was mostly adjustments. Um, yeah, one that's really interesting that might provide value for the viewers is I have shares of XLE, which is an energy ETF. And what's interesting is that to hedge my position, I have covered calls on it, um, but the problem is it went down and then it went back up. So my position is buried, basically. My covered call is at 36 and the stock is now at 39, meaning that I would have to sell the shares for less than they're currently worth. But what's cool about options when you learn how you can adjust and everything is that now I can just adjust it. I can push it two weeks out. Now I bumped it up to 36.50. So what this means is I don't have to give up my shares. So I almost guarantee myself an extra 50 cents that once I do sell them, I'll collect 50 cents extra, but I still have that $1.50 padding between like where my call is and where the stock price is. So right. if the stock drops, I'm gonna break even. And if it stays up in two weeks, I can just push it down further into the future. So I'm trading time for money, but at the same time, it provides me safety. So I, it's really cool and one of the best strategies and I credit Max and USO for teaching me that. But speaking of USO, I don't know if people have known, but they got uh, kicked out of their broker this week. So that's pretty big news. Uh, a lot of people invested in USO in the past month or two. I mean, they collected, uh, I think close to a billion dollars in new money from investors. And yeah, now they're shut out. Four or five times. Yeah, and now, and now wow. they're shut out of their brokerage. So the fund, unless they can find another broker to buy futures for them, they'll be winding down over the next year. So that's one of the bigger news for this week. And what's, so what's going on with uh, the OPEC and everything? Are they, are they still flooding the market with oil? Is Saudi Arabia still flooding the market with oil? Have they slowed productions? Yeah, I mean, they had gotten into that agreement and that's really helped out, but people kind of adjusted from when it went to negative 37. Right. Like now people see it coming, so they try to find more alternative type storage and stuff like that. So we're not seeing that same glut that there was last month. That's very As the economy is starting to pick up and people have the expectation that it's going to restart well that's why the energy has been going up well patrick really did better with DraftKings than i did uh last week but let's let's hear it from uh from max how did you do last week were you trading uh, anything did you just stay so in your position not really trading uh so i'm doing a lot of calculations and, I, and i'm trying to find weaknesses in the market uh, so I think Patrick brought up either last episode or the previous episode that uh, this one investor was saying that the market was so overvalued. In fact, he said it was worse than 2000 or about the same. And so I was going deep wow. into the calculations and you're basically right now the, the, the stock market's about 90% of its maximum value, but you're actually going to be uh, it each stock is producing between 20 and 25% of its capacity. So you're almost paying full price for the stock when it's producing four times to five times less than what it used to. 
So now in order to buy a stock, you're really projecting into the future that things are going to recover quickly. So because of that valuation, uh, I mean, it's throwing the PE ratios out of whack. I can't touch a stock. So I'm doing a lot of calculation, uh, just digging into silver. I love to dig into one uh, specific niche. Um, and so I'm doing a lot of calculations right now. I'm getting between four to five cents per day per contract. And my cost for my uh, my protection safety is basically uh, 0.8 cents. So I'm getting a great return on my investment. And uh, I, I forgot that this was going to be a three-day weekend, you know, for my followers. I'm sorry about that. But for the Theta traders that took advantage, you know, happy uh, Theta giving for you guys. Three days of free money. But um, what I was going to say with that is I was uh, supposed to create a, uh, I call it a gravitational pull. It's basically like a spaceship that goes around the sun to pick up speed so they can, you know, traverse the space. Uh, I have a specific technique to do that to accelerate time through a three-day weekend or two-day weekend. And I, I, I wasn't able to do that this past weekend. So making mo good money, but I didn't max out what I should have. So live and learn and uh, get ready for next time. How's I like the, the fact how's that... How's the silver vault, Max? Does it keep building up? Oh, yeah. Making that money with the silver, baby. And listening yeah, to I... classical music like Everson says. <laughs> Uh, it's like you drink a glass of wine your glass of <laughs> is that what you so, picture when i talk about theta trading and silver yeah. no i have a friend that actually trades bitcoin and uh, also forex uh, he's in the forex market but he actually listens to classical music and i think he drinks wine too while he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a real thing so i thought maybe you know there's a correlation there but as far as my trades Man, I took two L's, but I took two W's too. I wasn't about to just leave it as that. So I balanced myself out. Well, not quite. I lost to the DraftKings. I, I said that it would be a call. It would have been a call, but I traded out too, too late. I, I waited for opportunity. When you get greedy, you get slaughtered like pigs. So AMD, I thought, you know what? It's reaching this resistance level. I don't think that it can break the resistance level, but it's AMD and nothing makes sense in AMD. So AMD does not go down. AMD goes up and I lost on AMD, but I got high with Kronos Group. <laughs> Kronos Group is our uh, our pot stock, I guess, for the week last week. I sold out on that. Uh, pretty good profitability, about 100% on that one. Um, and uh, another company called Prospect Capital. Prospect Capital, I thought that would... Uh, I think, did I do a call on that? I'm not sure. I did a call or a puts on it. I, I think it was a, I think it was a puts that I did on that, that stock. And I made out a little bit on that one. So kind of balanced myself off with trade, but uh, taking an L, I don't like to take L's. So I, I have to change up my strategy a little bit. In transition, looking into uh, Ford technology, I wanted to talk about the, uh, I wanted to talk about the, about 5G technology, and you know that it's been a race between China and, and America, but I just wanted to focus on the macro or micro picture right now and uh, see what you guys had thought about 5G technology here in the United States. It's my understanding that there's a few uh, states that have 5G technology, and I've actually seen it on, on people's uh, screenshots on their phone, 
where it said 5G technology. And I said, hey, I got to try this. I mean, they say that it's going to be about 5,000% faster than, than 4G LTE. I just, 5,000% faster. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Like, you know? What do yep. you guys What do you guys think about it? What, what have you researched? What do you guys know about it? So, I mean, when you're seeing the 5G on on people's phones right now, uh, phones aren't capable of of doing uh, 5G right now. Except there's a few out there that can. Uh, Some so phones are. I've experienced that. You know, on my phone, you'll see 5G, really? but you're not you're not going to experience 5G. Um, right. But once the, the 5G gets going, uh, it, it's talking about a lag time of milliseconds. Um, so we'll see if it comes to fruition. I'm still a little bit skeptical of it. And there's still a long ways to go with the technology. But Elon Musk is actually doing his part to uh, to accelerate the process of 5G and make it a more stable structure. Because uh, apparently there's uh, some possible side effect of the radiation from 5G. So he's actually building these uh, low-altitude satellite systems. And I think one of the numbers I saw was about 270 satellites about the size of a trash can launched into space. Right. Low altitude. And these were, would help to, uh, to bounce the signals back and forth uh, without creating these radiation problems. Um, and so you know, I'm interested in it. But in terms of making a play on this situation, uh, I would look more into the types of materials it's going to use just because I don't know who's going to take the lead and, and basically capitalize on this one article that Everson passed to us was talking about $1.46 trillion uh, industry. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, you can check out the article. It's on uh, profitablenews.com. Um, or just if you have an Apple device, you could probably just type in uh, 5G into your Google search and it'll pop the article out for you. So, this is the 2020, uh, 2021 forecast. So obviously, in order for you to be able to see true results, you need to take take time on that. But with our fast-paced technology also, or just fast-paced in general, uh, just to give you guys a little a hint of what's to come on this show, we're going to do our, our ticker ticker master. Let's call it ticker master. <laughs> ticker master. Who, who will be? <laughs> I knew it would come. <laughs> so Patrick and I haven't had sleep. So if we seem a little off, well, I'm always a little off on shows, but I mean, <laughs> if I see <laughs> seem a little more unusual, I'm on probably about 30 hours of no sleep. So it's just a pattern of how my day trading has gone in, in duration to my regular work life. But let's not talk about myself. Tell me about 5G, Patrick. I'll be honest with you. It's not something that I'm as familiar with. So, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just reading casually about it i'm not i haven't really researched it that much but i mean i think that max is onto something it's when you're focusing on the materials that they're using or um, subcontractors then you don't really it doesn't really matter who the leader is you're not betting yeah. on the front horse you're betting on every horse and that's a pretty good strategy that he's bringing up and that's something to investigate but, but you won't make as much but you'll still be part of the movement yeah, right. as long as it's not a com um, what do you say, a commodity, kind of like Micron, you know, like they're very vulnerable to uh, price decreases just because of the fact that it goes up and down so quickly. Yeah. You don't think that because of the funding that's coming into play with these with this technology, 
like let's just say for instance when you look at uh, sprint and t-mobile that was a huge deal that's a really big deal because no one leads with patent technology like sprint does but no one has the cash like t-mobile does i take that back a lot of companies have the cash uh, sure verizon and sure verizon would would have some some of that cash value um, AT&T, I'll take that back. AT&T might not have it because they're still stuck in that, in, in that uh, buyout deal with, I think, Time Warner Cable or whatever it was, Spectrum, one of those. But, um, you know, with, with that being said, we are, we've already been retrofitted and groomed through Sprint and T-Mobile to be able to just launch this 5G capability technology. And uh, capable of technology and so it's it's kind of an exciting moment i think for in, investors because you know looking into 2021 uh, financial institutions need to invest their money in something and i think that's something to look into i mean but what do you guys think it. about what do you guys think about like this we know for a fact it's it's a technology that has incredible prom uh, promise but at the same time Building that infrastructure costs a ton of money. Which T-Mobile has. T-Mobile has. Or are they going to build up a lot of debt? And it's going to take years to develop the entire network. Well, I feel I feel bad for... I don't know if SoftBank gets out of the deal after this has been exchanged. I, I don't know where they stand with it, to be honest. And I, I, I need to go and do a little bit more research on this one. But... Um, I know SoftBank had a position in Sprint at the time, so I, I don't know if the buyout just, you know, rose in favor and they just buy out SoftBank and now it's just owned by T-Mobile. I'm not too sure how, how that works out, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that whatever deal needs to needs to work, it's going to work itself out because, like I, was, like I was saying, SoftBank isn't doing too well in the market right now. They well, so, so Patrick was talking about a little bit about debt, but think about the banks. I mean, where else are they going to to uh, to ex bring their exposure, you know, invest the money and, and lend the money? Uh, so when you're talking about 5G, these banks are going to rush and show them very lucrative interest rates. And they're basically right. going to compete for that because they want that exposure. They want to be in this uh, booming sector. And so I think the industry will actually get very favorable terms, if not straight government from the cash, just because this is a race. This is sort of like the space race for the Cold War, almost. But is it too early to invest in? It's basically where I'm getting at. Well, look at the dividend. Look at the dividends that is being paid out. I don't mind sitting, I don't mind sitting on a dividend on AT&T or, or Verizon. Get paid on a position uh, that makes sense. I drink. But so uh, you, you're talking about investing into the networks. You're not talking about investing into the, the chip manufacturers or anything like well, that. Well, you could. You could do that too. Because um, that's where the biggest money would be. On the move. But it's also right. dependent upon revenue. And it's, it's kind of hard because you're looking at revenue stream on a on a shutdown economy, you don't, you know, it's hard to get that data. So yeah. we're still in the mix with everything. We don't know who's buying. We don't know who has the money to buy. I mean, if you look at a backward state like this, 
um, I'm in the state of Hawaii. They're paying out. They're paying out uh, unemployment. Like I've, I've heard of some people getting, not even making what they're making, and and they're getting paychecks of fifteen hundred a week. They didn't. They made nowhere near that. But fifteen hundred a week, it signed me up. October I thought ends I, ending. I think uh, I, first week of July. Is that right? I saw. I yeah. missed my chance. <laughs> Maybe. It's gonna take you four <laughs> weeks to get your first check if you're gonna do it that way. Let's move on to the macro picture now. We talked about the micro picture of five G technology. We're gonna talk about the macro picture of five G technology, uh, which is a subcategory of the bigger picture. And uh, Patrick and I. Uh, we were discussing this uh, earlier on. It's the China versus America relationship when it comes to 5G. And just in general, we have a lot of talk about in the news, um, this back and forth competition between, and it's not anything new, guys and girls. And this is something that's been going on for centuries. So what, what do you think is happening, Patrick, since you kind of brought this topic up to life? Well, Everson, like you've been following it pretty closely, but this week um, they introduced a bill that had bipartisan support to add a lot of not not just restrictions, but on companies uh, listed in the U.S. stock market, especially Chinese companies, for them to have much higher standards of reporting with the SEC and with investor protection and stuff like that. So I don't exactly know how impactful it is in terms of our companies that are currently there going to be delisted or it's just going to block new companies from being uh, listed. Do you know for sure? I, I think it's just from what I've understood it uh, through articles that I've read is they're going to delist them if they're a part of, of people's 401ks or say, for instance, like the S&P 500, the NASDAQ. I know that the NASDAQ, from what I read, is the one that's uh, behind this on delisting them as part of the NASDAQ. So that would be more of your, your tech companies, uh, whatever tech companies is affiliated with, with China. And there's, a, there's hundreds of them that, that were created um, you know, within the last 10 years, hundreds of them. Uh, and, you know, in part, it's reason why it's bad for for us is because as money moves out of the united states and into china's hands uh it becomes a little a little bit risky for us you know just having having hands into our uh, stock market system it just becomes a little risky um i've i've heard of on a on a side note i've heard a few months back maybe a, a year ago i think it was about a year ago that China was making deals with other countries where they would build the 5G technology at 0% interest and add 100 grand just for fun on, on top of that. They use 100 grand plus you pay no interest. That's the best credit card rate ever. So I think that other countries, they look at that deal and they're like, oh, this is, I mean, you, you got to do it. Your best interest rates, as we know it, comes from Europe. Europe has very low interest rates, which is hard for them to make money at that point. America, kind of stable, you know, not too high. Some places might be high. Uh, probably getting a car or something like that might be high. But it, it just interest rates in general 
we like to keep it where we have higher interest rates so the financial institutions and banks can be able to to have some kind of profitability uh, and it also strengthens ch- the dollar a little bit right do you want to yeah. chime in on this max i mean this is pretty complicated topic um Big. so yeah, I, so delisting some of the Chinese exposure that we have, uh, like Patrick mentioned, you know, Everson and I were sort of on one side. Hey, let's you know, let's delist some of these companies, or let's make sure that we we uh, make sure that uh, they're held to a higher standard. And then Patrick mentioned, you know, well, what about a free market? You know, that's sort of that's not part of a free market, and that made sense. You know, I agree with that. But they know how to play the game, and they'll be able to present a company that is not fully compliant to what the SEC needs. And so that's what they're going to start reviewing. And they're going to try to hold those companies to a higher standard because they're basically our investors in the U S have exposure to these companies and they need to be trustworthy. Does that make sense? But I mean, but I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, that isn't that pure market manipulation at that point. I mean, they do the same thing with the docks in 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 uh, South or in Africa, where they've built these docks, these huge docks, and it's left empty. But they're trade docks essentially, or maybe for navy, you know, distribution when they when they, I don't know, launch a war or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, if you if you if you think about it, how how is it possible that any entity, whether a nation or even an institution, is allowed to give 0% interest all the way across the board to, di- to various different countries and just hold them to a, uh, you know, hold, hold them to a bill and, and pay this off when, you know, and not, not crumble as a, because I'm sure that none of these guys are, not all of these guys are paying the bill. You know what I mean? No. And, and well, you give it, them an endless game. amount of time. It's, it's a game. And I think the closest time that we uh, we've experienced something like this was during the Cold War, you know. And so you, the USSR was basically funding uh, scientific research to get into outer space, and it actually bankrupted that country. And that's sort of the reason why we were able to finally get ahead of them because we were way behind uh, for the biggest part of the the race. Uh, so China's basically held face and shown that they're still a strong country, even though they're building a lot of ghost cities, which, I mean, if you looked at through uh, on Google, ghost cities, Chinese uh, ghost cities, these yeah. humongous cities that have no people living in it, but they don't want to so live there. basically it, you know, they could just print all this money and uh, basically give it to companies that might give them an edge in the future. Uh, you know, what do they have to lose? Both the company and the country, the sovereignty themselves. So, and it's not just what Patrick and Max has talked about. Um, there's other issues too. I mean, uh, all the way across the board, it's a deep study, guys. But part of that perspective is to understand the micro picture and the macro picture. In order for you to be a good investor, you can't just keep looking at the micro picture on an individual stock basis. Yes, it's important to be able to investigate on individual stock basis, but I don't even know if that's a word. See what I mean? I'm saying <laughs> stuff I don't even know. Uh, but when you take the macro picture and you look at it from a bigger perspective, perspective is everything. And perspective changes, much like when we look at charts, when we, when we go into a day chart, week chart, month chart, a year chart, 
you're able to see the big perspective because if, if all you're seeing is just a day or a week chart, you may not have seen the big drop that happened in the beginning of the year. And that makes all the perspective difference in the world. Of course, you'd see it in the fundamentals where it says the 52-week high and low. But, uh, you know, if you're not just looking at the fundamentals, if you're just looking at just, uh, you know, purely the close micro perspective, you won't be able to see the big picture. So I encourage you, uh, get to know every side of the story and it'll help you become a better trader. I want to move on because we don't have uh, very much time. Uh, hey, I wanted to move. I, I yeah. just need to add real quick that yeah, yeah. so both both sides are trying to project their power right now and trying, right. especially China is trying to increase its influence. And now with Hong Kong, the situation there that's going to tighten again, the U.S. might retaliate with more sanctions. It's a and pissy so, match. Yeah, so, but what's important about it, going back to the stock market, is remember last year we had the whole trade war that really disrupted the market for several months. So right now, let's pay close attention to like the, those developments because it might affect the stock market again. And some of the downside that we see right now might be in part due to that. So let's keep that in mind. Definitely. I, I hear you on that. Um, I, I'm going to be watching it closely because, you know, to be honest, this is literally what affects uh, all of us. In, in trading so uh, you know to adjust our positions or whatnot uh also um, the chinese we, companies went down last week right i seen that i was up on jd i was up like 30 33 percent something like that it's, it's since fallen about half its value but i have a strong belief that china is not going to let its its companies fail for too long um, and the only thing that can change that is if the world comes together against China. And we've seen some of that happening with India. Um, India is at, at a point where they're making like mockery out of the, the President Xi. Uh, they, they're putting his face on memes and everything like that. So, And it's my understanding that they're physically fighting on the border between India and China. Skirmishes. Um, you're right. So this is, it's, it's a big study. So I encourage you. Uh, go and study that and let us know what you think because <laughs> all the information helps. But I will skip I will skip the Fed talks. I know we wanted to talk about what's going on with the Fed and Mnuchin with the Treasury, but I think I'm going to skip the Fed talks because I want to get into our game, the, the ticker master. <laughs> ticker Are we master. ready? Uh, I'm so now, nervous. You have no idea. So I'll come up with this game. Just, to, just just for entertainment. Now, it, it's not essential that you know stock tickers, but it's, it's good to know stock tickers simply for the reason of trading. If you're, if you're more into trading like I am, I want to be able to think about, like if I've seen on the news something about uh, a good buy for you know, telecommunication companies, I want to be like, oh, um, you know, this company, what, what's Verizon stock ticker? You know, what's AT&T stock ticker? What's, what's T-Mobile's? So I want to be able to know that so I'm not typing in too many uh, letters on there and I'm just wasting time. Uh, it's, it's a shortcut. I think it saves time. It doesn't hurt to know them. And I've actually myself been pretty comfortable with it. So uh, you guys ready? Everson, don't try to justify right. it. You just wanted to make fun of us. That's, that's no, I love it. it. Hey, you can play this game with me too. The 
Ticketmaster. So the maximum. So are you going to go one at a time or both at why the don't same you, time? No, why don't you jump in a poll? Who, who gets it first? You know, jump in a poll? I'll let Patrick go Probably. first. Patrick can hey, go first. Give him. Do you want to go first? Sure. <laughs> I'll be the <laughs> guinea pig. Let Patrick right, go so, first. So here's the rules. I'll be the timekeeper. I'm going to set this for 10 seconds. No. Let's go 12 15. seconds. 15 seconds? 15. Okay, we'll go 15 seconds. I don't know if I have enough stocks, though. That's the thing. I only Trust got 12 me, you'll for have both enough. You'll, you'll have plenty. <laughs> okay, so 15 seconds. You have to answer all of these stocks, 12 stocks, in 15 seconds. The, the time right. starts after I've said the first stop. Patrick, ready? You got sure. this, Patrick. The first stock is AT&T. AT&T? What's the stock ticket? Well, you got five AT&T? seconds. Okay, let's start over. <laughs> 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 okay, so I say the stock name. You tell me the stock ticker. Yeah, isn't it ATT? I don't know. No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's just start again. You know, you know that you know that in new brokerages, you type in the name of the company, it tells you the ticker, right? All right, let's go. Okay, ready? On your mark, sit. AT and T, and you said AT and T. No, pass. Okay, so Toyota. Pass. Uh, Advanced microchip. Uh, you got this one. AMD. It's been 15 oh, seconds. Device. That's right. I don't know. Pass. No, no, no. It's it's been 15 seconds. You got one stop. Okay, good. Good job. All right. <laughs> I'm not the champion. Sorry. All right. Let's see. Max, are well, you ready? If if I took this like 10 years ago, okay. that would have been a different story. Maybe we should have given 20 seconds. We'll look into this. We'll get better with it. But uh, it's, it's all right. I want I want to see if the viewers at home are getting some of these. That'd be pretty cool. I know, right? Okay. All right. So I'll reset. 15 seconds. Stock. Uh, the, the stock. The timer starts with the first stock mentioned. Okay. So the first stock is Kellogg's. Okay. Got it. Uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. BB, uh, BBB. Got it. Verizon. VZ. Got it. Home Depot. Uh, that's HD. You got four in fifteen seconds. Four in fifteen seconds, and our winner goes to Max. Good job. Uh, anyways, I think the viewers actually got more than me, but uh, <laughs> that was actually what? pretty good, though. And what's interesting is that uh, as a new trader, you don't really need that anymore. Like Patrick was saying, you can just type in the you name or you can it Google it. it. Sometimes, you know, when I get into obscure stuff, I'll put in the name of something and I'll type in ticker and it'll give it to me. So, um, I I am the I am the uh, master ticker, ticker master, master ticker. ticker master, ticker master. Okay, whatever. DraftKings. DraftKings. What's DraftKings? Yep. I think it's like, oh, that's a new one. Come on. Uh-oh. Come on, everybody. It's an IPO. We have two IPOs. Just proclaim that <laughs> you're the master. 
And I just invested in it too, right? Yeah. I think it's like DRKT or something like that. DKNG. DKRT. DKRT. Oh, DKNG. DKNG. I was pretty close. Give me another one. <laughs> Facebook. FB. There you go. Cool. Moving What's the on. next topic? So we don't really have a next topic because we're over time. But if you want to talk about the feds and Minichins really quick before we close the show, we can. Yeah, we still got 10 minutes. We're good to go. Oh, okay. Perfect. So our next topic of uh, uh, conversation, that was a little like, we should have music in the background. <laughs> right? Guys, help help us out. Help us out. We need a lot of help. Uh, let's see. The feds. The feds. And the Treasury Department with Mnuchin and also the president have seemed to be talking the same lingo lately. Usually that's uh, that's unusual when it comes to building the economy because of manipulation. You never want them to be on the same side. So they essentially would always have to be polar opposites. But it looks like we all want to go in the same direction. Any insight on it? So, I mean, we saw that. I mean, it's no secret that Powell and Trump butted heads. But now that the economy is in trouble, it's been exposed to the virus. And, I mean, we're seeing unemployment up to 40 million, 41 million. So, Trump's second term is in jeopardy. He's going to do what it takes to, to make a good case to get that second term. But Powell is also exposed as well. Because... If, if the economy doesn't recover, it looks bad on him, right? So now they both have skin in the game, and so they have to work together. And all three of them are trying to find a way to, to make this thing work. And uh, the thing is, I, I think we talked a little bit about this, that uh, the Powell, the, the Fed chairman, said that they have plenty, plenty of reserve uh, strategies to improve the, the economy, but the thing is, I think that's, um, what, what do they call that, BS? I think that's just, uh, it's not true because their leverage is basically the interest rate. And the other thing that they can do is basically what they call helicopter money. They're already doing helicopter money. So what else do they have? So anyways, it's going to be interesting to see. But now these three guys are working on the same team because their legacy and second term is on the line. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like Powell, right? initially but now they're all talking the same language it was interesting that dr fauci or whatever his name is he kind of chimed in in the right direction too he said that shutting down the economy we heard it first on cnbc that shutting down the economy was actually detrimental in a long-term period it was a funny thing that cnbc posted it and withdrew the article uh, from our from the headlines immediately as it was released I thought that was interesting, uh, but that was a big headliner when he said it, that shutting down the economy was going to be detrimental and that we should reopen the economy, basically. Well, so I'm not sure what he meant by that, but at this point, with the information that I've gathered, whether you open the economy or whether you stay in quarantine, both way, or both strategies are actually wrong. Something horrible is going to happen. If you stay in quarantine, you're going to start seeing a lot of revolts around the country. People need to find ways to feed their family. Right. You know, there are 
over 40 million people that don't have a job. But if you open up the country, you could actually accelerate the progress again of the virus. And then we could look at something like what India and Brazil are experiencing. Uh, if you're looking at their case charts, they're basically identical. And I think we just uh, closed off our country to Brazil because of that. So I think yeah, both it's on the rise. are really bad. And I think it's the same thing the, with Japan, too. Yeah. So somewhere in the middle where we have some states that are open up quicker than others, you know, like Florida's opening pr uh, pretty quickly, Georgia, and then other states based on their population and proximity uh, will take a little bit longer to open up. I think somewhere that balance is more healthy, you know, it's healthier. Well, Florida, no, Florida had like a mild shutdown, if anything, but for the large part, they've stayed open. Um, they definitely had left their beaches open and everything. And when we looked at the cases, uh, you know, it was, the expectation was they're going to be a lot worse than they, they've done. But they're actually one of the best uh, out of all of the states. So, um, yeah. you know, kudos to the, the governor there in Florida. I mean, you know, being able to navigate everything. Uh, and, and it's not like he wasn't testing. He was testing. Patrick, do you want to chime in on anything? Yeah, it's one topic that's been really worrying me for, I mean, I've talked about it on the show for weeks and weeks about the government spending and spending without any care for the future and always on the credit card. I mean, right now they're printing money and they're not adding it to the debt necessarily, but I mean, it's, I find it very worrisome because it's very addictive. Like when you get used to spending money, when they, they learned that they can just spend and stimulate the economy they get used to that and they like it and max mentioned it himself i mean if you want to win your re-election why not try to stimulate the economy more yeah but next government's going to do the same thing it, it's a cycle that you don't want to start they started it in 2008 to 2011 because of the recession but now every time there's a crisis they're going to casually spend trillions of dollars, regardless of the effects on, for example, our currency. I mean, I don't think that they, obviously they're smart people. I mean, they're analyzing the long-term impact of it. But for us in the stock market right now, a lot of it is just artificial growth. Uh, Max talked about it before, how the 290 right now on the SPY is way different than the 290 from a year ago, just because of the fact that it's inflated by the trillions of dollars that are added to the economy. So I don't think that people are talking about it enough. I'm very worried about it and the right. potential inflation. I mean, short term, I still think that we might see a little bit of deflation and companies aren't going to make as much money. I mean, the earnings are way low, but over time, it's going to go back into possibly hyperinflation and what are they going to do? Like they'll uh, increase the interest rates and, you know, break the balance that they're trying to create now by stimulating the economy. I just think that things are out of sync right now. Well, I think one perspective was to make an adjustment where if you can bankrupt a nation, you can take over the social security. You can take over. I mean, look at what happened with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. When Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac went down, the government took over. It's the same same hopes that I think that they, they waited for for the airliners. But 
a lot of the airliners, they got smart and they said, you know what? We don't need your money. We, we think we can weather the storm. A lot of them, a lot of them said that because they never wanted a government takeover. But with that being said, we have to close the show. Um, I, I do appreciate all of our listeners and our, our followers. Please hit the subscribe button on either YouTube or iTunes. But I, I think we did a pretty good show for a lack of sleep. And this is what our twelfth episode. Twelfth episode. Twelfth episode. That's that's. That's really good. Any ideas that we, we ought to do, uh, listeners, uh, subscribers, send us a, a message. Uh, we'll be coming out with an email address, and hopefully we can get started with an Instagram page now that we have a name. But until then, uh, have a green day moving forward. And I don't mean the green with the chronos, but the green with the money-making. Was that? <laughs> well, I was just going to say, you uh, you guys are missing out on so much because before the show, we have a conversation just about what we're seeing during the week. And so, you know, in the next month, we're going to have a contest for a lucky winner that will have access to the first conversation before we, each show to hear what we're talking about and get an inside scoop of what this show is all about. So well, maybe even have a position on the show. Like, yeah, well... well Tune in on this show, maybe. Their, their feedback, their feedback in the comments better not be about Ticker Master and how I failed miserably. <laughs> Please tell us how he did. <laughs> I appreciate all of you. Thank you guys. Thank you, traders. I forgot to introduce you guys. Thirty hours of no sleep, man. That's all right. They know <laughs> Max, our names. Max, Patrick. Investor Max, and Patrick. I'm Everson, your host. With this. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Remember, the markets aren't open on Monday. So uh, take another rest day. Uh, and then Tuesday, come back strong. Because what do you think? An up day or, or down day? Oh, wow. Putting me on the spot. Uh, well, let me look at the chart real quick. That way I give Pat you guys uh, up to date Patrick, up day or down day? I think it's going to be down. I think yep. it's going to be up. Down. I call down up. Down day. I got to be, I gotta be against. Okay. You got, got a bearish it. engulfing pattern. <laughs> bearish engulfing pattern, which I think, you know, is going to create a short-term resistance. I uh, think so it I think is. we're going to go down. Yeah. China is just way too too much. But listeners, have a great Monday. All right. All right. Make it a great trade or not. The choice is yours.